Happy Tuesday. Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Kevin McGuire is in to talk about all the games that we didn't get to on Monday with Jay here on Locked On Big Ten. And of course, his Nittany Lions are now the number six team in the country. So we got to ask him all about that too, right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. I mentioned coming up on today's show, we've got Kevin McGuire in with Locked On Nittany Lions. Be sure to subscribe to his podcast if you're a fan of Penn State. Just like with what we do here on the Big Ten Show, Kevin locks down everything you need to know about the Penn State football, basketball, and any other team of note out there on campus. And make sure that you get everything you need to know in 30 minutes or less. If you like how we do things here on the Big Ten and you're a Penn State fan, you need to be listening into that podcast. Again, wherever you're listening in right now, subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions. We're going to get right into it with Kev here in just a minute. We talked to him about everything going on in the Big Ten, the newest AP polls in which his Nittany Lions are now number six in the country. Of course, the rest of the games from Saturday we didn't get to yesterday with Jay Stevens. We got to talk about that Penn State matchup. We'll talk about Michigan destroying yet again and continuing to look good. Michigan State as well, Kev wants to touch on too, I know. So we'll get to all of that with him in just a moment. Before we do though, I gotta let you know about Prize Picks. It's one of our new sponsors. If you don't know about Prize Picks, this is something you need to try out. Listen, there's all sorts of different fantasy sports options out there. Nobody gives you exactly the kind of stuff that you get over at Prize Picks. With Prize Picks, it's really simple. They have all sorts of different players, pro, college, you can go across sports, any of that kind of stuff. And all you do is pick two to five players. They have props available on each player. And you pick an over or an under on each prop, parlay them together, and then you're there playing daily fantasy sports alongside everyone else and doing it with that prize picks lineup that's, again, a unique, different way to play fantasy sports. Again, go to the prize picks app in the Google Play Store or your app store on Apple or wherever else you get apps. I don't know where else there is to get apps, but if you do, I'm sure they have it there too. Again, the app is Prize Picks, or go to prizepicks.com, make your account, and start today. Our show today is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, you already know about. Whether it's a new car part you need to fix something, you want to upgrade something, or you're just doing some simple maintenance on your vehicle, Rock Auto has whatever it is that you're looking for. They've got the website that's easy to use. They've got the convenience of being able to do it from your couch and they've got the prices that beat everybody else that you might have to run around to auto shop to auto shop to try and find it is the ideal of every part of the process head on over to rockauto.com right now i say this about rock auto i don't say it about every sponsor even if you're not thinking about using this you need to at least try it out you've got nothing to lose if you have anything that you need done with your car again it's rockauto.com if you do end up using the service let them know that we sent you put locked on in their little how did you hear about us box all right let's get into the thick of it with kevin kevin mcguire here with locked on nittany lions here to talk to us i'll introduce him again right now welcome to locked on big ten everything you need to know about the big ten conference every single weekday Alongside our Tuesday co-host, the host of Not Locked On, Nittany Lions, Kevin McGuire. I'm Nate Dickinson. 
We're joined by Kevin, as we are every Tuesday, to talk about what happened over the weekend in Big Ten football. It was a nice third weekend of maybe the biggest slate of non-conference games we've had all season so far, Kevin. A whole lot of really big, actually Big Ten games to start off the season, not something we're used to saying. But this week we had a whole bunch of really, really good matchups outside of the Big Ten to kind of really get a measure as to where this conference stacks up. And I thought it was a pretty good showing. We went over the first part of it with Jay, now here with you. But overall, I think the conference is doing a pretty good job here to start off the season. I thought it was a pretty good weekend for the Big Ten. Obviously, Penn State against Auburn was a, a big showcase event, not just for Penn State, but maybe a little bit for the Big Ten. Michigan State looking really good uh, and going on the road to Miami, uh, battling the, the weather conditions down there as far as heat and humidity is concerned. It's never easy, uh, but they seem to just pull away. They look like the far better team, most, more athletic prepared, uh, physically prepared for that kind of environment. So very uh, big kudos to Michigan State. And you know what? Purdue... I didn't watch a whole ton of Purdue Notre Dame. It looked like they hung with them for a while. You know, Notre Dame's a little shaky. How about Nebraska? Uh, giving Oklahoma a pretty good run. I got to you know, give to my hat to them. Uh, obviously, they're coming up on the losing end, but, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a step forward for Nebraska. Maybe they're a little bit better than uh, week one indicated. But, um, you know, overall, I, I, I thought it was a pretty good weekend for the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. A team like Nebraska just showing up against Oklahoma is so just really good look. For the Big Ten altogether, especially when it's a team like Nebraska, who's not really supposed to be doing all that much in the conference anyway. Michigan State looks for real, for real, Kevin. You mentioned it even before we got on about how you just had notes on how good those Spartans looked. How, how for real are you putting that team right now? Because we talked about it with Jay yesterday. I think you're now ready to say that this team can be a team that can beat any Big, team, big Ten team on a Saturday, but it, it's really not that big of an accomplishment to be able to say that it seems like that happens every year in this conference where are you at with sparty right now they look like a far more prepared team than i was expecting to see this season so i'm going to give mel tucker a lot of kudos for the job that he has done obviously it's still only three games of the season long way to go we'll see what happens once they get back in the thick of big 10 play but this is a team that opened up the season with a pretty solid win against northwestern on the road and of course uh, this past weekend going on the road against a miami team who's probably not as good as they were expected to be this season but still you go on the road down to miami and uh, you play a good game for a while and then you just pull away in the fourth quarter very impressive, I think, for where that Michigan State program is. They're, they're a little further along than I think a lot of people were anticipating uh, through three games of the season. So uh, I'm looking at them and I'm looking, look, they're confident. They are gaining better. And again, they are physical. So that is a team that I think is going to be a little bit of a battle for everybody in this Big Ten East, which looks as wide open as it may have been in quite some time. So yeah, don't sleep on Michigan State right now. They're thinking bowl game for sure. Uh, they're already halfway there, and I wasn't sure they were going to get to a bowl game. So a uh, really good start to the season for Michigan State. Probably the most su positively surprising team that I think we've seen in the Big Ten right now would be Michigan State. Yeah, I'd agree. Spartans have looked really good. Mel Tucker's team seems plenty motivated to get out and play those games for him. So it, it seems like something that's going in the right direction. It, it was like one of those things that even over the course of last year, throughout the COVID pandemic and the start of this season, you were wondering like, all right, how much of this is actual really good football teams being put together? It, it seems like Mel Tucker does actually know what he's doing out there over in East Lansing. And that, that 
really is just spelling trouble for the rest of the Big Ten if that team can get back to where it once was earlier, even five, ten years ago. It, it'll be a menace in the Big Ten again. But it's move on to one of the teams that are at the top of the conference right now, your Penn State Nittany Lions, Kevin. A team that maybe, I don't know if everyone was expecting to be undefeated after this tough start to the season, but plenty of Penn State fans were hoping for this result after three games. Now we're here. Penn State is the number six team in the country in the AP poll. What is, I guess, the attitude right now around this fan base as expectations start to grow higher and higher, not just because of what Penn State's done, but because what's happened around it with Ohio State losing, with other teams that have lost early in this college football season? The confidence is back at Penn State, and I think that that is huge for them. And I think there's a big difference between what we saw out of this team in the first three games last year compared to what we've seen in the first three games this year. And I think a lot of it has to do with having veteran leaders coming back, uh, really on both sides of the football. But, uh, you know, Jaquan Brisker coming back was huge. Tree Caster Fields coming back at cornerback. That's big for that defense. So uh, you already know that that secondary is going to be one of the best in the Big Ten. And it has lived up to that hype so far. They've been really good uh, so far. The defense has really made the big plays when they need to be played. Uh, but as far as confidence is concerned, you know, talk about quarterback Sean Clifford, uh, who was a mess at the start of last season, turning the football over, interceptions, fumbles, you know, every game he was making turnovers. He hasn't made mistakes this season. You know, that's the big difference, I think, that we've seen with Penn State. Uh, obviously, he did have an interception uh, toward the end of the, the first half against Auburn, but it's not one of those bad decision uh, picks uh, that he was making last year. So I don't really hold it against him. Uh, first turnover of the season for him. I'll take it uh, the way that things have been going. There's a there's much more confidence in Sean Clifford right now, which he always said he wasn't short on. And right now he's backing that up with his play. Uh, probably coming off the best game that we've seen him at Penn State. Not necessarily uh, the most productive in the box score, but the decisions that he is making, the accuracy he had against uh, Auburn, the efficiency, it's all there right now. And that makes this Penn State offense um, really fun to watch uh, continue to grow. Still some room for improvement, I think, running the football. But uh, this is a Penn State team that's got a lot of things going right for themselves right now. And you look around the, the rest of the Big Ten, and you can't necessarily say that about everybody. Uh, so I think you're looking at the most well-rounded team in the Big Ten through three weeks. And with two top 25 wins under their belt, that goes a long way as far as confidence is concerned. So lots of hurdles still to come here for Penn State. It's still going to be a challenging schedule. And maybe it's going to be a little bit more challenging than I was anticipating, given the fact that Michigan State all of a sudden looks good. And Michigan's been running the football over people. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a gauntlet. Uh, but I think Penn State is at least equipped for whatever comes their way. I'm going to ask you to just really drive home this point with Sean Clifford here, Kevin. Is it, I guess, how much of this confidence do you think is based on how much better he's been and how much better he's looked as a passer this season? And also just, I guess, what is that big thing that makes the fans knock my mic all over the place? I hope that didn't go through your headphones too bad, but it's something where, where do you think he's at with the fan base with just, how confident they are in him week to week compared to where they've been in previous seasons with Sean Clifford. Well, he was obviously one of the biggest question marks going into the season, given what we saw last year. 
Uh, I don't think there's too many people that are doubting his abilities and his confidence right now. So I think everybody's kind of on board with the idea that Sean Clifford is ready to continue to lead this offense and he's going to be the answer. And we kind of went into the season expecting that, that this was going to be Sean Clifford or bust right now. And I think a lot of people were kind of feeling that way. Uh, but right now there's a, a lot of confidence in watching this offense go with Sean Clifford. And I think, you know, the, the further we go along into the season, I think more of that relationship with offense coordinator Mike Yurcich is really going to pay off. So it, it maybe took a little bit of time and maybe there's still some areas where they can improve, but uh, the connection seems to be there and it's paying off. And I think everybody's on board with that. That team in Penn State now the number six team in the country in the AP polls. Plenty of other top 25 AP teams to get to here. We'll talk about the rest of the big, big 10 games from over the weekend with Kevin in just a minute as well as get some of those big picture takeaways from Kevin. What did we learn here in this week that we're actually going to be able to take away for the rest of the college football season? We'll talk about that with Kev here in just a minute. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten. We'll be back to finish up with Kevin in just a second. But first, betonline.ag is back and better than ever with all eyes on football season. They've got a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests to go with it. BetOnline.ag continues to be your number one online sports betting experts. And as always, if you sign up right now, you can get some free cash to play with, courtesy of us here at Locked On and BetOnline. Head on over to BetOnline.ag, make that free account, and use our promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Whatever you put in that first time you deposit money into the account, BetOnline is going to match it just because you let them know that we sent you over here at Locked On. Again, it's betonline.ag. Go give them a try. They got a new look, but of course, those same great deals and bets that you always love. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. Alongside our Tuesday co-host, Kevin McGuire of Locked On Nittany Lions, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're helping to break down the latest in Big Ten football over the weekend. Third week college football did not disappoint yet again. Big Ten came up with some big wins, one of them from the Iowa Hawkeyes. As we continue to get into every single game that mattered, at least a little bit in the Big Ten, and it was a big W for Iowa at the end against a very, very tough Kent State team, but it was only tough for a couple of quarters. It was interesting, though, looking at that game throughout, Kevin, Iowa State did not pull away until that second half. It was really the first time we showed any sort of weakness from the Hawkeyes, really just the fact that they had a ball game to play in the second half because that team has looked so, so good so far in this season. It doesn't concern me. Kent State keeping it close, I don't think it concerns you all that much. I don't think it concerns anyone really all that much, but it again is still interesting and something to look at the fact that that game wasn't as much of a blowout throughout as maybe people would want to think it would be. But again, this is nitpicking kind of stuff here with a really good team. Yeah. Well, the thing to keep in mind is they were coming off a big win against their in-state rival, Iowa state. Right. So a little bit of a hangover possibly again, you know, it's hard to get up after you've played two top 25 teams in Indiana at the time. And then your in-state rival, Iowa State, then you got to come home and play Kent State. It's hard to get up for that kind of a game, I think, after you those uh, first two games of the season. So I understand it. And like you, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you, you see the box score, it's flown across 
also on the Twitter timeline as people are wondering, say, hey, what's going on in this game? If you follow Twitter on a college football Saturday, you probably know what I'm talking about. It wasn't quite that alarming, but I do think that it's one of those games where a slow start for Iowa wouldn't have shocked me one bit. But like I said, they ended up doing what they need to do to take care of business. And that's ultimately what I was we're uh, thinking about the most here as far as I was concerned. So no real reason to push any panic buttons. I think for Iowa right now, we'll see what they do in the next couple of weeks. Obviously uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to look too far ahead here, but we've got a potential matchup between Iowa and Penn state coming down in a few weeks that should be pretty interesting, but there's still some work to be done there. But I think Iowa is fully capable of taking care of business. Defense is just fine. You know, maybe the offense has some things that work out a little bit uh, and maybe get a little bit more fine tuned if I was going to be a legitimate or a top Big Ten contender. Uh, but for right now, they've done everything they need to do. So I, I can just move on to next week and I'll be perfectly fine with Iowa right now. Yeah. And you mentioned that matchup. Everyone's going to be looking forward to it, but there's still a whole lot of fingers crossed. I'm guessing here and there, too, that that ends up being an undefeated matchup. There in I it it's October right was it it's, it's some point during the month they've got that matchup coming up yeah yeah, it's, yeah. it's a week six it week seven whatever week that is but it's coming right. up yeah it's point is it's coming up and it's going to be a good one no matter what the records are but we're hoping that it's still an undefeated matchup to have really really big postseason implications but again that's a couple of weeks down the road this week Iowa again wins 30 to 7 Tyler Goodson finishes with 150 yards rushing and averages seven yards per carry so it's not anything huge for the Hawkeyes to worry about uh sure seven yards per carry again not anything for them to be too upset with another team not looking too upset with anything is the Michigan Wolverines put up 63 points against Northern Illinois, a team that they're expected to beat up on pretty badly. But again, Michigan has looked really, really good against three teams that, to be fair, aren't really, really good. But still, this is a Michigan team now that's ranked and now has similar hype to what other Michigan teams that we've seen start off hot have had. Is this Michigan team as legit as the top of those Michigan teams? That's the big question, of course, Kevin. Where are you at with Michigan? We asked the same question with Michigan State to start the show. Why not ask it with the Wolverines, too? Yeah, I think it's a very fair question to ask because it's hard not to be impressed by what Michigan is doing running the football. But as you mentioned, the level of competition hasn't necessarily been all that great. You know, even that Washington team, that could be a bad team this year, for all we know, the way things are going for that program. So I don't want to get too carried away, but... At the same time, I also want to give credit for Michigan for doing what they should be doing against this competition. So that's a little bit of a confidence boost. I and think that's for the more Wolverines. Than what Michigan has done in years past, too. Exactly. So th- that is good to see, I think, if you're a Michigan fan. So obviously, when they get into Big Ten play a little bit more uh, or, you know, at all, I think that's when we're going to see whether or not this is actually for real. So when they go up against Michigan State, when they go up against Penn State, obviously Ohio State at the end of the year, uh, we're going to get a sense. They got Wisconsin coming up pretty soon, too. So I, I think that'll be a really good litmus test for just how real this Michigan is right now. Uh, but as far as running the football is concerned, they don't seem to have any problems with that. So that could be a big strength. And that typically is a strength of a Jim Harbaugh coach team. The thing that holds them back is they're not dynamic enough or athletic enough in other assets of the offense that have uh, been a little bit of a hurdle for them. So we'll see if that catches up to them at some point. But for right now, again, they're doing exactly what they should be doing against the level of competition they played. So I take that as a plus for Michigan moving forward. 
Jim Harbaugh is well aware that this is not the week that you need to be impressing the fan base. There are much, much bigger weeks to be doing that. But again, Michigan has done what it's needed to do so far. So the people over there in Ann Arbor are appropriately excited for whatever it is that that means going forward. Again, we'll find out once the Big Ten season gets started. Kevin, we talked a little bit with Jay Stevens about this yesterday, too, but it's something that I think is one of the biggest stories in the Big Ten early this season, one of those biggest stories that maybe isn't one of the spotlight stories, so it's not really getting pushed to the forefront. What's going on with Michael Penix Jr.? He's just not even looked not like what he was last year. At times, he's just been straight up bad, Kevin. What's happening with this quarterback right now who was supposed to be the firework of the Big Ten? Yeah, and he was one of the most entertaining players to watch last season. Now you kind of want to turn your face away anytime you see him on the screen because he, he's not the same kind of player. So I don't know if it's just whether he's coming back from an injury and maybe there's something in his head where uh, he, he's not all there with what he's doing, but the decision-making doesn't seem to be there for whatever reason. So uh, I'm a little disappointed in that, but at the same time, I'm still going to be a little bit optimistic that he'll figure something out. He's still capable of making plays happen. We just need to see it much more consistently uh, if Indiana is going to rebound and turn this thing around and, and still have a winning season. So again, a, a one and two start is not exactly what I anticipated for Indiana, certainly the way that it is unfolded. Uh, so I think if you're Indiana, I'm almost wondering, you know, do you think about maybe going in a different way with your quarterback situation if this continues? Because, you know, how how many games can you afford to to lose with Michael Penix Jr. making some bad decisions? So that's a that'll be an interesting question if this continues for Indiana and Michael Penix. But, you know, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't get to that because I would like to see him have a successful season because I think he is a good storyline as far as the Big Ten and Indiana is concerned. He was certainly one of the biggest stories last year in the Big Ten. I would like to see him turn things around. Well, Kevin, I'm going to ask you before we let you go. And again, Kevin, the host of Locked On Nittany Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network every single weekday alongside Locked On Big Ten. I want to know just who you think the biggest winners are from this week, whether it's a whole team, an individual, a unit within a team. Just who do you think comes away with the most maybe, uh, I don't know, just again, biggest wins out of this weekend, maybe came away with the most respect out of this weekend that you thought was like had something to prove and ended up proving it out of anyone in the conference uh, i'll let you think on it just a minute and just to give the people one final like bow tie kind of wrap up on this uh, all the games or scores of the games that we didn't get to really here just because I, I like being very full circle with this stuff and not not getting it all done uh, we talked about Minnesota beat Colorado bad. Uh, we talked about Nebraska, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State, Penn State. Purdue lost to Notre Dame. We talked about yesterday. Michigan 62 to 10 over Northern Illinois. Rutgers 45 13 over Delaware. And then Duke beat Northwestern. We discussed 30 to 23 2. It was a big weekend for a wide game of Big Ten, wide spread of Big Ten games. And uh, for the most part, conference took care of business. But Kevin, was there anyone or any team that stuck out most to you as the one that kind of came away from this week with the most proven to prove got the job done. I don't know, however you want to phrase the cliche, but who looks good. I already kind of uh, touched on this earlier in this episode, but you know, the Michigan state program, 
I think it is a very pleasant surprise this year. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, I'm wearing a green shirt. Or if you're not watching us on YouTube, I'm describing I'm wearing a green shirt. It's just a coincidence. I'm not all in on Michigan State right now. But I do think that the way that this program has started off the season, very encouraging. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do uh, throughout the rest of their Big Ten schedule. Again, they're already 1-0 with a win against Northwestern. But I don't think we should be taking that Michigan State team lightly. But you know what? The entire Big Ten East is going to be very fascinating because – Ohio State looks as vulnerable as they have in recent years. Uh, Penn State has looked very good. Uh, Michigan State, I already mentioned, is going to be tough. Michigan could very well be tough. Uh, Maryland may have a defense that could keep things pretty interesting. So uh, this is a really good division. Obviously, right now, they've got four teams ranked in the AP Top 25 with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State getting in there this year, uh, this week, which fully deserved as far as I'm concerned. So uh, it's going to be a wild division. I think there's going to be a lot of teams beating up on each other and we'll see if anybody can crack the nuts in, uh, in Columbus, because it's, I still in the back of my head, I'm thinking this is Ohio state's division to lose. I know they've looked vulnerable. They look a little shaky. Maybe they're not the best team right now, but when they get more in rhythm, I still think Ohio state's going to be really difficult for any of these teams to beat as good as these teams may be. That's been the biggest reminder on the show. We've talked a whole lot about what that Ohio State loss means, and it means a lot, but it means absolutely nothing as far as the Big Ten standings go. So if you want to beat anyone in a national stage, you're going to have to go through Ohio State still first. Kevin McGuire is the host of Locked On Nittany Lions every weekday. He's here on Locked On Big Ten every Tuesday to co-host with me. Kevin, before we let you go, remind people where else they can find the show and everything you're up to. Yeah, obviously, we've got Locked on Nittany Lions on YouTube now. We're in our second week of that. We're having a lot of fun there. Of course, you can get the podcast in audio format on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you're listening to Locked on Big Ten, make sure you're locked on to uh, Nittany Lions as well. And then you can also follow along on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. And then you can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB, where we can always have some college football conversations every day of the week. It doesn't have to be just about the Big Ten. Uh, we can branch out and talk about whatever you want. You already said all the stuff about the podcast. Subscribe, review, all of that. Locked on Big Ten and Locked on Nittany Alliance. He plugged all his Twitter stuff. I'm at Nate with Sports. The show is at Locked on Big Ten. That's one zero, not T-E-N on Twitter. We keep you up to date on everything going on in the conference in between our daily shows. They're on the site on social media. Until tomorrow when we'll have Asher Lowe in, hopefully in to talk Big Ten basketball stuff going on and all sorts of there's, of course, there's all sorts of football to talk always, too. That'll be coming up tomorrow right here with Asher. Kevin, thanks again for joining us here on our Tuesday edition of Locked On Big Ten.